Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. happening guys welcome back to another show before we get into this week's guest i've got a massive announcement really proud to announce the release of the my personal football coach level two e-learning coaching course uh, this one is called uh, 1v1 and ball mastery delivering the detail uh, this is really unique there's nothing like it out in the world and the feedback's been phenomenal already so a little bit different from the f- level one course which is more like a presentation this is all live shot video uh, nearly six hours of content uh, where i go to break down the detail of 1v1 skills and 1v1 tactics what do they look like around the pitch how do you coach them what are the core skills you know the real core skills seen at the high level highest level again how do you coach the detail of these how do you how also do you design your sessions looking at ball mastery sessions in terms of individual ball work how do you get maximum outcomes of this but also looking at those that really important passive pressure work in pairs and small groups and 1v1 sessions as well lots of different variations of 1v1 sessions how we break that down again detail how to deliver session design quality session design in terms of your ball master your 1v1 and lots and lots of exclusive sessions as well like I say nearly six hours of exclusive live shot video uh, content really so I'm really proud of this com- how this has come out again like I said the feedback's been great and I'm, pr- I'm really excited as well to offer you guys an exclusive discount a 20% discount for all the podcast listeners just type in the promotional code level 2 podcast all one word and you get 20% off this is a limited by the way so you better get on it quick but like I say uh, this is really about delivering the detail this is a lot of stuff I do when I work with academies and I go and do the stuff at the conferences because there's nothing out there really which talks about the technical detail of ball mastery and 1v1 so really proud how that's turned out but look now to our guest uh, really proud that Oliver Shup uh, has agreed to come on the show uh, Oliver's an academy coach at Borussia Much and Gladbach always you know some of my favorite podcasts when I get uh, coaches from around the world and we talk about their footballing culture but really interesting as well we talk a lot about for example the unopposed work that goes on you know same as most academies top academies in the world you know you hear this myth that unopposed work doesn't translate it doesn't go on it doesn't work like that in academy football they talk about a good mix of that unopposed work and that game-based stuff which you know you're going to find in all the top academies in the world but really interesting as well he talks about the importance and the focus on ball mastery and 1v1 specifically obviously ties into my course obviously but you know again you know Germany Borussia and the Cubs there they have that really Real big uh, emphasis on the, from the 1v1 and that ball master which is interesting and also we talk a little bit about the uh, the, the German courses which is quite interesting as well the, the B plus license which is very much technically based about the technical detail which I found really interesting actually because obviously we've gone away from that a little bit here with the, with the English courses but like I say a really really enthralling interesting hour really intelligent guy really really speaks really well about the game real great insight that goes on at one of the big clubs in Germany and don't forget that 20% discount, uh, Level 2 podcast. Type that in on, when you go to the website. Go to mypersonalfootballcoach.com, coach, coaching courses. Check out the Level 2. Get that 20% discount code, Level 2 podcast. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into the show. Okay. Uh, so, Oliver Shop, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thanks yes, for joining us, mate. Here. Yeah, look, the first question is always the same. Give us, a bit, uh, give us an idea of your coaching and your playing journey up to this point. Just briefly. Yeah, 
I, I started at my uh, at my home club with the under 19. It was like I was lifted up to the senior team and uh, my friends uh, just had to stay in the under 19 and they asked me um, if I would be their coach because the year before I, I, were, I, I, I have been their captain and then they asked me to be their coach because they didn't found one. And um, so I told them, uh, let me think about it. And I've never been a coach before. So after a few days, I said, okay, I, I will do it. And I did this for a for a, a season. And then I moved on and uh, went to Borussia, started at the soccer school, uh, the football school, sorry, <laughs> the yeah. football school, and then uh, went to the academy um, and coached the under nine up to under 13. Wow. So, so you've been in the academy for nine years. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, so, so what age groups have you coached, particularly on the nines? What other age groups have you done? Uh, I started with the under nine and under 10 as an assistant coach and then moved on as a head coach of under nine and go and went up with my team up to under 13 and um, then make a turn back because we have a rotation in the under 12 and under 13 that we go for two years. And um, then I stayed with another team for under 12 and under 13. And now I'm back in under 12 and go with the next team and do the step again. Wow. So tell us about that. You talked about your first coaching job. They, you were offered the role at this, this, uh, this, this team. How, how did you, you, you never coached before. So how did you create your own coaching methodology? <clears throat> yeah, I was very happy that I had a coach at this time who was very um, structured and had a good um, periodization of how to coach a senior team. And um, he was my first, I would say, mentor. I, is, it in, is it good? Yes. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, he was my first mentor and uh, I talked a lot with him and we talked about how to develop children, kids or teenagers and uh, yeah, even football players to, to make them better. And uh, this was the start of um, of of my career. So I thought about um, what what can I do to make my my friends even better and help them that we can play next year in the same team so they can uh, come to me. And um, yeah, this was the start that I go in um, go in talks with other coaches and um, start to start to um, read in the internet and take some and and uh, bought some books to um, find out what the coaches are doing and what is the periodization about and uh, what are the what are the the exercises which are um, most effective for for the players so this was my first steps <laughs> yeah, give us an idea then what was your a typical session the first session you were doing with that men's team what would a typical session look like with this an under 19 team my first team yeah the the under 19 or first team that, that first coaching job you had yeah, it, it was like I start very simple. We start always with the ball and I I was a player um, at the same time and I, I hate doing things uh, without a ball. So we start by passing the ball, making some passing drills, go for uh, uh, dribble competitions. And um, yeah, then we go out with uh, kind of rondos and uh, small-sided games like 5v5, 6v6. Um, and then we go for a... For a, uh, for a final game and uh, this was a very low level and I did not play that high in the in the youth so um I could I could do it in a in in uh, in different ways but always had the structure to go by passing drills go over to dribble competitions like to um 
go on with the small-sided games and then with the final game. Yeah. The... And, and, and tell us about then your, your coach education. When did that start in, with the German FA? And tell us a little bit about those courses. What sort of stuff are they teaching in Germany? Yeah, I um, I decided to to go on with the with the soccer school of uh, football school of Borussia and then go to the academy and then I started to do my licenses. It was like B uh, a C license, B license, and then in Germany they always switch the license licenses like uh, they switch their shoes and uh, every year there's a new license and for now I have the B plus license. So my next goal is to reach out the the A plus license because the a license is just focused on the senior um, football and uh, i want to go on with the youth license and this is the next step would uh, the next step would be the a plus license so but the a, the a plus is focuses on youth in yeah, the, yeah for, the, for the higher youth level yeah in england we have the advanced youth license that's what we have here and it sits alongside the a license yeah interesting so tell us about the b plus license what sort of you know i'm interested in what's the you know the german fa coaching methodology for young players yeah it is uh it is the most things we learned about uh at the at the b plus license was about technique it's all about how to um how to pass how to dribble it was it 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 it, uh It um just give me a moment. I just put the <laughs> word. Yeah, it so so maybe it deals with the with the right position of the body, right position of the foot, and um that you give the passer um a signature so that the that the passing receiver knows what to do and it's and it's all about this small stuff that that you are going to create um some some exercise for the for the kids that they have a really high repetition but not in the same um not in the same way always so that the opponent is not coming from the right side always just coming from the left Mm. side that you have um that we have tasks they are they are changing but they are just this in the same way so i don't know how to explain it yeah yeah so and, like variation you have like yeah you have yeah. a high variation in this, uh, in this same area or same square it's interesting because english fa used to be like that and then the last five ten years or so they went away and now they're doing much more things about session design and game-based training where I think there's a massive problem where they've they don't emphasize they don't teach the technical details like you're talking about which is really important particularly in academy football and they've, yeah. they've gone they've gone more into like game based and organizational stuff which is really important as well but I think there's a real information gap you know yeah. we don't have we don't teach the coaches anymore what the technical details to teach our players for for sure but the the big the big topic is is individualize individualize indie visualized yeah <laughs> yes it's it's all about in germany uh at, at this time and i think it's uh, a really good good thing that we are thinking about this um we are not we are not having um, i have very good players in my academy and in my team but they are not ready so and um i don't have to talk about uh pass the ball over there and then the whole team is going to do like this it's just about train on the basics and um 
yeah this is very important for me and i like the way the um the the german football association is thinking about this and is going to um take this take this topic to the to the coaches yes how long how long did that that be plus license take <clears throat> it was about so you go for the first week uh, you are seven days there and then you go home to your home to your to your team to your club and um, try to bring this input to your team and record the sessions for another week or maybe two and then you come back for another week to the um to the to the um to the association and then you have the you have a yeah it was like a what is it in, in English? One moment. Hmm. Give it, yeah, like like an exam. The assessment, way, yeah. Assessment, yeah. yes. Interesting. Where you, uh, wow. Will be on the pitch and even on the on the school bench. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So then tell us about your first role at Borussia. You start in the soccer schools with the young players. What was that like then for yourself as a coach? You're more used to your previous experience previous experience had been with the adult elder players well, tell us about those first experiences and what are the main things you learned initially it uh is so i i learned it after the after the first session i had with the academy team that this is a totally different world so we 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 can, we, we get kids from other clubs which are not pro Pro clubs and they are playing on their on their um, on their home team, and this is all about to creating a good atmosphere and creating a an um, yeah an atmosphere where they just have the whole time competitions where they are always motivated and you always have to be very emotional at that training sessions, and they are not that much. Um, intrinsic yeah intrinsic yeah. like like the players in the academy so you are much more asked as a coach to be um much more outcoming and go and motivate them and be very emotional have a lot of competition in the training that you um so so, so tell us about that the organization that, that soccer school was basically what was the purpose of it so you bring in lots of different players from to I, is it recruitment exercise to identify good players or was it more they just come in and have fun and they what how was it was purpose uh, it, it's kind of recruitment we use it as a recruit as a recruitment because they are we have a camp uh, every week in the in the holidays and when when you have six week holiday you have over set uh, over 700 kids here so we would be uh, a bit of silly if we don't use it as a right. but but it's but it's mainly a is it, is mainly it money making making money right, for the club just, uh, yeah same here have a good time with the and, kids. yeah yeah and so, that, so then tell us about your transition to the academy how did that come about from moving from the soccer school into the with into the academy yeah i worked with the with the coach of the under nine together in the soccer school and uh he was my um my head coach in the soccer school and then he asked me um if i can imagine to switch to the academy in the summer because there is an assistant coach um leaving and his position has not been uh, uh not been seated so if you if, if i just want to make this experience and want to join 
um, he would be very happy and he asked me and I I was I was totally happy and this is my club for my uh, so for for the whole time of my life I went here with my uncle and uh, go to the go to the stadium and uh, watch the games and this was the way to the academy for me so I was I, I I've been very happy that he was asked me and this was my 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 door which uh, which opened yes tell us then what were your first impressions of the academy when you went into it uh it, it is a bit uh, impressive so when you come like me from a very small club and um it was like we didn't had a, a pitch of of grass and synthetic grass it was like in uh it's it's on kind of ash like yeah 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 i understand yeah yeah, yeah. and um so I just had to find my role in the club and was very shy and just saying yes to everything. And um, if he wants me to do this, ah, for sure I do it. And um, was a young guy with with uh, twenty two years, and yeah, it was a bit was a bit um, impressive for me to 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 join ju uh, just a big uh, such a big club. And so, tell us about then in terms of the sessions. What did you notice about the sessions? Give us an idea of those. What what did an under nine session look like at the time there at Borussia? Oh, at that time it was. Uh, yeah, I will not say quite the same uh, as today, but um, it was all about giving every player a ball and just having um, having very much one v ones, very much um, trainings of of making decisions. And um, yeah, it was not like um, not like that individual individualizing like yeah. today, but they just focused that every player is is, uh, is having a ball and have a high repetition with the ball and high repetition with the with the um, actions and making and, and and making decisions. So it was it was a so for now, I guess we are a few steps further. <laughs> it's, it's good that I say that. And um, but it was it was for me it was very interesting at the at the first time. Yes. And and what what are the main challenges for yourself as a young coach going into that environment, and then when you start delivering yourself in those sessions? Um, I guess to find my to to find my self confidence that I can say, okay, here I am and I'm the coach and I will tell you what to do. Because um, I always had this uh, this thought on my mind, okay, I, who I am, I'm coming from a very small club and uh, don't have this, um, don't have this um, what, what, experience. Yeah, like, like them. And um, the parents are looking at you every training sessions they bring their boys to to our academy and just want to see the, your very best and if there is some some exercise which is not working out maybe they say oh what a bad coach and this was the most thing i was struggling about at the first time but um it was just a just a just a few times at the beginning so it was it was like um after a few months, I, I came on the pitch and was very, very self-confident and didn't feel like um, someone is someone is thinking that I um, do not give my very best to to develop their boys. 
And so, Tellison, you, you said the, the, the club's moved forward. Let's talk a bit about the, the, the methodology of the club and the structure. So tell us about the academy. How is it structured? So, for instance, in England, we have the foundation phase, which is normally eights to nine, uh, eights to elevens or eights to twelves. Then we have the youth development phase, 12 to 16s, and then the pro development phase, uh, 17s to 23s, that sort of thing. How, did, how is it structured there, your club or in Germany? Yeah, we have totally the same. We have totally the same. We start with the under nine up to under 11, the foundation phase, and um, then moved on from the under 12 up to under um, 15, 16. Then it's... Uh, then it's uh yeah what, what was your uh pro development phase which yeah, is like 17 yeah, it's, to, yeah yeah it's like this and then we go up with the under 19 under 23 yeah the, uh with the with the and tell pro- us about then tell us about then the, the methodology of the foundation phase tell us a little about that what is the you know what are the desired outcomes and what sort of things are you looking for in delivering yeah um the most thing or uh, the the most important thing is about um have a have a view on very on, on the very single player so we create so we we build up a team with the under 9 or under 10 like under 11 but it's not about um bring out a very good result on every tournament or every every match we are going to play it's just about to say okay our task is to to bring the the single player um in his next steps on his next level and um yeah, we are going to to create um, uh, a map, like a like a map, a digital map where we can um, have all his uh, strengths, all his weakness. We are going to work with um, um, two teams together on one day, so we have more coaches for the single player, and the single player is coached by more um, coaches, and we have a more um, so we have a, have a a better view on the on the skills of the player, and we bring all these opinions of our coaches together and try to bring out um, the things we have to do with the single player. And so, to, how many under nines do you have typically? How many will you sign in one season? Um, not more than ten players. Okay. And then what, what are they, what's the format they play on the weekends? How many aside do they play? Seven aside, six aside? What's the... No, this is different. So we have the, the big advantage that we, are, that we are very close to um, the Netherlands and Belgium. And um, they play other games like us. So in Germany, we play 7v7. But when we go to Belgium or like Netherlands, we can play 5v5, 6v6. It's... Uh, it's a high variation for the guys and not always the same. Interesting. And and so on the weekend, do they play competitive fixtures against other German teams? Is it like a league where you play and you win and you go, who's the top of the league, who's bottom, that sort of thing? It's competitive or is it just friendlies? No, we had this com- competitive league from the under nine to under 11, but they um, they split it. They, they scrapped it. Yeah. Finished it. They say, okay. Um, and... A lot of teams said, okay, we are that close to other countries and we have to bring out more experience um, on, on other side games. So it's just friendly matches. It's For us, it's very good because we are the closest uh, closest club to the, to the Netherlands and we can um, use this very, very good. And we are even that close to other clubs in Germany like Cologne, like Leverkusen, like Schalke, like Bochum. And um, 
yeah, for us, it's it's pretty good that there's no leak and we are not, um, yeah, we are not fixed on this on this date to, to train. And then tell us about then how how often do the under nines train, for example, on the tens and elevens? Uh, they are going to train uh, three times a week. Yeah. But they are going on a journey on the weekend where they play uh, tournaments or just make a make a small tournament like uh, like playing three or four other teams over two days. They are just having two times a week training session. So it's about to have not more than five um, five days of, of football on the in the week at this age groups. And then tell us about then a typical session. What what's um, a typical session look like now for an under nine player? Typical session for under nine player. Oh, this is very <laughs> this is very uh, hard to answer because um, the coaches are free and um, we are just we are we are just like um, we want to work with our with our kids in this younger age groups. Very um, in Germany we say poly sportive maybe polysportive so we're playing like basketball or like okay like multi-sports yeah. yeah yeah like this and uh, maybe we start like this one day or maybe they start with uh dribbling like this or we start with uh cognition so they have a very high um variation in their training sessions and this is not a not a um not a not a structure that we can say okay we always start with dribbling and then we go to one we one and then we go to two we two and then we go for the final game so so what what about the what what sort of things what are your desired outcomes though from a football perspective you mentioned dribbling one v ones two v twos what are the things you want the players to experience or achieve in that first in the foundation phase what do you want them to master um so it's it's all about one we one and it's all about the dribbling and this is the the most thing we are going to to work with the kids and um yeah it's in 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 this case it's it's not about it's so we we talk about it that we are a team and that we are want to play together but it's always about okay bring you bring yourself in a good position to play a good one we one and this is your task when your teammate has 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 a ball so um we just focus on the one we one in a very different situations like when they come from the front from the side from the back and try to try to bring it out at this um at this age groups and, and so, the most and, and, and so thing. give us a give us a typical what might a typical give us one of your favorite 1v1 sessions at under nine what might that look like and i'm interested how would you structure the session you've got 10 players what would that look like with the 10 players you know and uh, you know talk you know, talk us through that might be a challenge but yeah <laughs> um it would be starting with a toolbox like uh, we're playing without any opponents in the in a free and open space where they can where they can get a good control of the ball and get comfortable 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 yeah i got it with, good. With, with the ball and um yeah try to try to um improve their the feints fins yeah feints yeah feints. try to improve their feints and um then we go over to to this to the to the to the next task where we play one we one and um have maybe two groups where they can um where they can be one time the attacker one time the defender and yeah play it against each other like on on small goals or goals yeah. with the goalie and 
after this we should make it maybe a big better a big uh big bigger uh, bigger and uh play it play it with a transition form like we're going to shoot on the goal on the on the before you so you start by dribbling make a feint in the in the free space and go for the goal and after this um another player joins in and plays a 1v1 with a with a defender and um then we go over that the player stays in who uh reaches the goal and then we go on with the 1v1s so after this i guess the i guess the the players will be um ready for the final game we can do it uh in a, in a good time and in a good mood. So, I mean, you talk about 1v1 there a lot. So was that a big part of the B-plus course in Germany, the the, uh, the federation work, 1v1 coming out of there? I guess it's even more. So they, they saw and, and, and uh, realized that our players are good passing machines and that they are really good in, in uh, reading a game and be a good player, but mm. um, to receive the ball and don't know what to do is a big problem. And um, so it's yeah. up to us in the academies to bring it out more and uh, don't stop with it in the under 11. So this is the most important thing, I think. So when I get the under 12 for now in this year, I have to, I have to be focused on this on this basics and don't say okay they are ready with the one we won and for the next 10 years they don't have to learn it they don't have to learn anything about it so the pitch will, will be a big bigger now and so for us it's important that the football association is um yeah is, is putting a focus on this it's interesting because you talk you know you talk there about unopposed work and opposed work working away you know individually with the ball away from the game and then individual stuff and small stuff. i mean as you know i mean you know and most academies around the world are working like this but there are there is a debate in england on social media some people maybe with the with the uh, coaches who haven't don't have haven't worked in academy football or some academics who argue everything should be you know opposed or in you know big formatted games because you get more decision making have you, mm. is this, do you have this conversation in Germany or is that, you know, is there a debate about that? The talk about decision-making? Well, I mean, they talk about not working unopposed. So rather than working individually with a ball, everything should be in a game because game-based coaching, mm -hmm. you know, has more decision-making. Obviously, I'm being devil's advocate, so I don't agree with that. And as you know, most academies don't work that way. Is there, is there a similar debate in Germany? Yeah, it, it has been a, a debate. So um, it... I, I guess this is what I said. So it's we, we should watch we should watch out more the the individual player and uh, bring bring it out uh, bring out what are his uh, strength strengths and uh, weaknesses. So um, so maybe no not weakness but potentials. So and uh, try try to try to help it on a technical way. And um, when we when we can make him better at this then we can talk about the game base and um it's it's always up to us to work on this basics and put the basics in the in the uh, front line and not uh, always in the background so just saying okay if they know what to, what the game is all about and you can read the game then we have good players so they don't uh, and and uh, ignore the technique. So for me, it's very important to be on this uh, on this point that we can say we have to work on this basic and we have to work on this on this um, yeah technique one we want decision making first. Interesting. And then tell us about then you mentioned you're playing in Holland and and Belgium. 
is there any difference between the sort of players you or the cult, the, the football cultures in those two countries? Is, is there a different coaching methodology? I mean, you know, do you see the players and think, oh, they're a little bit different from our players or that sort of thing? They are, and I don't say it. Uh, I don't say it <laughs> with a smile on my face. <laughs> Even I laugh because they are technique uh, based much more better than our players. And um, oh, really. Yes, they are. So it's always hard for us because uh, we focus on this topic uh, very intense. So and come over to to um, Holland and Belgium and see this those players um, who are even way better than our players and don't have any any problems to um, to find a solution in in every space in every situation. And this is um, always what we say that this is our goal to achieve that we have players like the Belgium and the and the uh, Netherlands players which are technique based um, good like them so why, why do you think that is them why do you think they're they're better or they have or they're different no nah, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's the million dollar if I, question if I would know I'm uh, <laughs> maybe be a rich, be... you'd be a rich you'd be a rich man yeah I would, maybe <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. I mean my, my experience I've been to, I mean, I, I'm, you know, no, my, my coaching philosophy is no secret. I'm very much, you know, uh, the COVID based, similar 1v1 and ball mastery. And I've been lucky to visit Ajax many times. And, you know, I've seen the, you know, the individual technique and the basis of the training there, lots of unopposed work and 1v1 and detail stuff, similar to what you're talking about. Maybe they just maybe have a, you know, a bigger catchment area, bigger recruitment area. I remember speaking to one of the, IX head of recruitments and a tournament once and he was talking about the boys at Anderlecht and mm. how they had lots of inner city areas and they had the natural individual brilliance from those you know those cages and stuff and then they try and harness that and improve that maybe you know so it can be a challenge I mean when you play Ajax maybe they have more than 10 players right they must have I think they have two groups of like 20 sort of players they are they have much more and their recruitment will be even much better than ours because they have a bigger uh, yeah they have a bigger city. Mention yeah, exactly. a very small town, yeah, and we are yeah. in a big um, rivalry with with other clubs like Cologne, like Dortmund, like Schalke, like Leverkusen. Mm. This is the disadvantage of our um, position in the in the west of Germany. Um, yeah, I don't know, but the the question we we ask to ourselves is, uh, what can we do? Um, more than have a ball on every foot every single minute at the training session and mm -hmm. go for very um, individually individualized, individualized yeah um, with our players like we do so maybe it's it's kind of kind of talent or maybe it's kind of uh, of other type types of homework they are giving the players so maybe we work with this topic too less and they do it more than um, than, than we do but um, I guess we have so many um, so many um, offers for our players to to um, improve their skills in the one we won and in their in their basics of technique that mm. that this advantage that this um, difference between our players and the players in Belgium and Netherlands should not be that big <laughs> so it's a good question I don't know. <laughs> And then you, you talked about the coaches having freedom so they can do it. I mean, what is there, is there a curriculum at the club or how do you, how do you just, you know, is there any sort of way do the coaches work to a guide? Is there different themes on different nights? Tell us a little bit about that, how the planning process works. Yeah, there are, there are um, 
they are free in their training session and they are free in the period periodization of the year but we have like in germany we say building blocks yeah. like for every each group uh, age group and um we are free when we do it uh, so when we want to do it with the team in the season over the season and um maybe it's better to start with this and then you have a team it's better to start with another topic um so this curriculum is is um is there it is here in in our club and it's a big fixture fixture but um the coaches are free when they do this and uh, how to do it in the training session interesting and then how do you evaluate the players how do, how do you measure the success and how does you know how does uh, retain and release work measuring players it's uh Is a, is a topic we want to talk about at our academy at the at the start of the new season um we we just know it's it's hard to say i measure my my own work on um how i develop the player and i cannot measure the player on um like like we have we don't have curses like okay at the first time of the season you go and pass to the wall five times and at the end of the season you have to pass to the wall seven times it's like um we try to find out what is uh so we we try to find out what the the the, the whole development on his um on his personality and his way of playing football is about and try to um talk about at the at the mid time of the season and try to reach out um this this goals with, which we set on the start of the season at, at the end of the season but we don't have had, we don't have any any things to to measure it like like data data I mean it's, it's difficult because I've had this discussion a lot as well and it's very difficult to measure anything mm. in football isn't it because there can be so many variations or different things as you know some players are good on one day not good on another day young players <laughs> up and down It's almost impossible, isn't it? And it just comes down to, you know, coaches' observations or, you know, unfortunately sometimes, you know, just, well, you know, opinions. It's an opinions-based game, isn't it? Player A is good or player <laughs> B maybe is not good enough, isn't it? It's very tricky, you know. And I'm interested, so, like, you know, if, if a player signs under nine, you, you make a decision every year or is it a one-year contract or how long does it, how often do you have to decide if the player is going to re-sign or not re-sign? Um so we don't work with the with a contract like this but we say we have a two year agreement for every player who joins the academy um yeah. if we have a player who has after the first year very big problems and we cannot give him the 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 time he needs to develop on the on the pitch we go in a talk with the parents and with the player and say very uh, very very open that this will be a tough season tough season next year for him and the normal case is about two year agreement interesting so then tell us a little bit ben then your will work with the 12s and 13s tell us a little bit about that what's what what was that like for yourself the transition from working with the foundation phase to working with the older players and tell us a little bit about then you know what what were the challenges around that and and, and generally what your sort of stuff was delivering yeah it's uh the the most thing you have to think about is the puberty puberty yeah so you don't 
train with the kids you have kind of teenagers and uh, the kids you train in the under 11 they are like ah for sure mr sherp yes yes i'm happy and then you go to the under 12 and they like what what you want me to <laughs> what is this yeah and uh, this is the 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 biggest difference i guess and uh, how how many players will you have in the 12s and 13s what are the squad sizes is it similar 10 still around 10 players no we can't you need to play 11 v 11 right i imagine no it's about it de it depends on the age group because in the under 12 you just play 9v9 or right. smaller, and yeah. in the under 13 you play 9v9 but even bigger so you need more so, and it's about 12 to 15 players i guess so, and when when do you start playing 11 v 11 in germany when we start yeah what age uh, group at the second time at the second time of the season of the under 13 okay interesting so, so then you so then you're, you're you're now coaching you've moved from 7v7 to 9v9 and uh 11v11 tell us a bit then about what does that look like then in in your your delivery what sort of things what's the difference between what you're delivering in the 12s and 13s to the 9s 10s and 11s yeah the the biggest diff the biggest uh challenge for me was to not lose the view on the single player because you think as a coach okay 9v9 was for the small kids and now we are uh, 9v9 and this will be much more tactical and you have to think about building up a game and maybe um set pieces will be a will be play a role so it's it's nothing about this it's always about thinking about what the single player needs and even the the pitch is bigger your task as a coach and my task is to bring out the, the single player and develop the single player and find his role in a bigger place, uh, in a bigger pitch, and even in a team with, uh, with more players. And um, this was the biggest challenge for me. And I guess for now, I do it much better than at the beginning. And um, I have a better view on the single player, even the pitch is a, big, uh, a bit bigger than, the, than at the in the in the foundation phase and um yes this was this was tough for me to to learn and tell us a bit then i mean do they how, how often do the 12s and 13s train is it still three days a week and then the games or yeah we have three maybe four time a week uh training session and under 13 you have four time a week and under 12 is about three maybe four times so what what's why is it maybe what's the what decides if they're going to train the fourth time or not what's where's the variation come from um yeah it depends on the on the situation in the in the team because um in the in the under 12 you play much more tournaments and you have the the most the most kids of our club are changing schools so like they go for the for the um they leave the primary school and go for the next school and this is a challenge they don't even um do it very easily so um, we have to watch out at the coaches don't make too much um, training session at that at that time so that we don't say okay you have to transition at the school and at the at the football at the same time and making just a progress um, and doing the fourth training session um, a bit further further on mm -hmm. in the in the season And then and tell us about the structure of your week. So the three sessions or four sessions you do, what what are you what are you coaching on each night? Is there different themes on each night? And how do you approach that? Is that is there like a tactical cycle, technical cycle within the club or something like that? 
Um, we start every Monday with the with the uh, small groups that we put the players in potential groups. Like we say, okay, you you go with your um, with your second food, and uh, you go for um, for the first touch like this, and um, yeah, and then we go on by two v one situations the whole time on the Monday, just staying in a very small um, team group group of of players. And um, on the on the Wednesday we always we always have the technique training session with the higher or younger age group. And the third day, the the Thursday is about like playing in a four v four or five v five sessions like this because i guess this is even the reason that the boys are always asking for this this is the reason why they play football they want to play with more teammates and not just the one we want and not just the two we want they like to play with five or six players and uh, go for the goal for the big goal and uh, want to shoot on the goal and not just about and not just always about okay i go one we won um if this would be the main goal of the of the of the football player of the football kid i guess they would be to the tennis and they, they would be mm. a tennis player tell us about then you, you said like you know they might work on the weak foot or the first touch what does what do those practices look like um it's always about to bring them in a in a situation with the mo with a high variation again so we say okay you can do this not without an opponent you have to bring out a, a second player or a third player that you do it under pressure and very um, game related yeah. like situations you know from the from the from from the game and um, yeah even even simple and with not that high pressure but it's always about to um, try to put these groups of, of players together and um, yeah work on their individuals so we are three coaches in the team and uh, we are we are very happy to to make then three co three groups and um, can work with yeah like maybe three or four kids in a group for 20 or 30 minutes and it's very i guess very effective interesting and then what about the technical night then what sort of what sort of practices are you doing there the wednesday um, this is this is just doing a yeah, we start with a toolbox, go with the juggling the ball, like mm. stuff like this, ball control, like curve training and stuff like yeah. this. And then we have two one we ones it uh, two one we two one we ones. Um then they switch after a few minutes and then we go for a game and that's it. It's just for the for the kids and we have the games are very small sided that they have a very high um repetition of the of the ball and um yeah. So this is very simple, very individual. We are do it with two teams together mm. and uh, have a lot of coaches around so you can very uh, you have a very good view on the on the individual player. And then and then assuming the Thursday when you're doing the game stuff, do you, is that where you do your tactical elements and for the for the, looking at the game on the weekend or is it free play? I mean there must be some sort of elements of possession and you know, team shape and stuff when you're doing it through the week, or is, did you where where do you coach that? Yeah, tactical sounds a bit hard to me. <laughs> uh, in, in my team, we call it just a few principles that we know what to do when um, 
the opponent has the ball or when we have the ball that we make a build up with a plus two or we attack every um what is it in english every return pass so we go for the return pass and we are staying in a in a compact yeah yeah so so, so what so where, where when do you teach these principles when do you go over them do you, On, do you know well, this is the thursday the so, Thursday, so in the, yeah, so within the last day of the week, when the yeah. when we go to the game, just a yeah. bit bigger. And, this, and what what formation do you like to play at nine v nine? Um, <laughs> maybe other coaches will listen to this, so I okay, it's a secret. <laughs> oh, so no, one there's, 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 there's no, a, there's, do you mean four, a lot? One two one. Okay, four one so, two one. Yeah, and it's like a box, a, play like a square box in the field. Yeah, it's it's a bit better to develop the. The back four um for the for the 11 v 11 side yeah and, um, so um you, you're getting your you're getting your fullbacks to be get your width so lots of up and down with your fullbacks yeah. i imagine but the pitch is not that uh not that long so right we, we play from box to box so yeah and do. and what about the 11 v 11 what's the what's your what's the club what's, is it do you have your format are you free to do whatever formation you like or does the club have a preferred formation um we are free in the formation, but it's just a, even about the principles. And um, we just want to have the, we don't say, okay, we want the player for position number five or position number six. We just want to have, we just want to have the big talents in our club. And um, when we have two players, which are playing a quite similar position, then we, then we have the task to find a formation which is good for every single player. So bring out their individual skills. We know, okay, how how much higher we get the players, how higher they get. It's important to bring a good structure and a good um, way of playing in the in the team. But at first, up to under fourteen, it's always about to have the biggest talents in our club, and then we say, and then we can can look what the best formation for this players is about and you talked about the foundation phase in terms of the games and you know winning is not important what about at the, the 12s and 13s you paying a competitive league with that with those age groups and how important is winning on the weekend winning is important to bring out a winning mentality so it's not about winning every every single game for me as a coach i just want to win everything but I don't want to win anything to say, okay, I win anything, but I have this winning mentality in, inside me. And uh, this is what we want to bring out for the boys. And this is what the boys have to learn that in that a defeat is not like, okay, we go home, have some fun tonight. And uh, on Monday, the next week starts and everything is fine. It's just about, okay, creating this winning mentality um, and you can create it the best way when you win games and uh yeah and live it with the with your whole um yeah with your whole yeah with your whole mind and yeah. uh, you have just a winning mindset yeah and um this the see the boys see it and um well who, who who are your local rivals? Who are the biggest club rivals? The biggest club who are the closest one? Like, uh, no, I'm no, we, at Arsenal. We have Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United. Who's your local biggest rival? 
Uh, we stay in a competition with uh, Dortmund, with Schalke, with uh, Leverkusen, Cologne, and. Uh, but who's your club? Who's the, who's the club's biggest rival, though? I cannot say this. <laughs> oh, you have this group. Dortmund is on the top. Then uh, Leverkusen. But, but I mean, with the with the with the first team, who's the first ah, okay, team? It's traditional. Cologne. It's, yeah. So 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 when you're playing Cologne, what's that like for you and the boys? Is it you know added? competition added desire to win or is it just another game so as i told you i was a kid when i went to the stadium and uh, for me cologne is always a special game and this is one of the first things i tell my boys um, that cologne is a very special um, game and it's a derby and um, we always want to win maybe we want to win a bit more against cologne uh, <laughs> as against uh, leverkusen so um, yeah for me it's important and i and the boys have to learn that this game is important for the for the club and they um they have to grow up with the club and the identity of the club and um yeah they know and always uh it's it's nice to to make a circle after after the game and uh and 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 sing together derby winner this is uh, this is a good feeling nice and tell us a bit about then the older age groups i mean we have something in england called day release where children come out of school for one day a week and they train more at the club do you have this at germany uh, when when do the players start training more than what, three or four days a week yeah we have a boarding school at the at the academy so they go for partner schools from us we don't have an own school school they just stay here sleep here and um, eat and they have two more training sessions in the morning and just the uh, boys who are living in the boarding school maybe a few more uh, who are very close to the to the um, academy who can go on their own to us and um, they are brought back they are bringing back with the with the bus to the to the schools after what what age what age do they start at the boarding school they start with the under 15 right and how many how many children how many players will you have in the boarding school um I guess for the moment, 23, 23. So the, the boarding school is for is, is made for 24, but um, one room is empty at the moment. Right, interesting. And, to, and then, so that's all age groups from 15 till what age group? How many, how many age groups is that? And, uh, under 15 up to under 19. So there's 23 players for all those age groups. Yeah, it's, it's, it's if the most of the age group the most age group is under 17 and yeah. uh, i guess then under 19 and then how do they select who goes into the boarding school <clears throat> yeah it's about to um to tell the boys that the most important thing will be the school and they have to understand that this a this is not um your 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 free ticket to become a pro player. It's just about to um, have a free ticket for your plan B. So be ready to, uh, so you are ready and have much more time and don't have to travel that uh, that much that you need uh, one or two hours to the training academy, uh, to the training uh, area. So you can stay at the boarding school and have one minute to the pitch and you have five minutes to school. So you are, in this case, more so. In this case, we have more time for for working for school, and this is the the reason we uh, we tell our boys that this is uh, the most important thing and to see about this. 
Interesting. And then tell us a bit about the German, the Federation. When did players start going to have some uh, interaction with the Federation? What age group did the German FA start getting players in for the teams? They start with the under 15 and um, yeah, have the first um, the first games, the first the first uh, journeys with the with the F uh, Federal Inter Association is starting at the end of under 14. Right, interesting. And then what about yourself? How do you how do you keep yourself uh, you know up how do you upskill yourself and keep yourself at the, the forefront of the game yourself? In terms of how do you how do you, how do you educate keep educating yourself with the the modern with the modern game? I read, <laughs> and uh, I guess the most important thing, and even the the most most um, so the, the the best thing is to to network and talk with other coaches and um, be that open minded and not that okay my my opinion and my way of thinking of the of the of the game is the best one so. Um, I guess this this quote of I don't know who said it. Um, a coach is a lifelong learning guy or a li lifelong learning. Yeah, lifelong learner. Yeah, lifelong learner. Um, I guess this is this is really true, and you have to be open minded and not be that uh, I don't want to talk with him and I have a secret. And um, yeah, it's about to talk with other coaches and it's about it's about. Um, open to the scientists to uh, to the to the science um to read out things and um yeah educate yourself and what about have you had have you had many interactions with english academies or english teams from academies um during during covid um we had a lot of um, coaches sessions with other coaches from other academies and this contacts i kept and uh, <laughs> i always uh have some phone calls with them and um, then we talk about our teams and then we talk about periodization or we make a zoom call and um, put out some topic and put it on the on the wall and talk about it for for an hour um, this is very this is very effective i guess and um, for me it's a big for me is a big help and um, a good way to develop myself and what what's what are your own aspirations in the game what are your own ambitions Um, getting better getting better in that way that I can say my my players will be happy that they had me as a coach and to get better in developing the the single player on the on the football side as the same side on the personality um and do this not just in the age group under 12, under 13, just in the higher age groups in the same good way as I do um, as I do it today. Interesting. And what would your like what would your advice be to a young coach who's starting up and they want to have a, a career in the game like yourself? Yeah, you need. You need to you need to stay humble. You need to be um, very open-minded, and yeah, just 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 try just try to to network. Try to talk to other coaches. Try to read as much as you can. 
and always improve yourself. Don't be that guy who is, uh, or that, that girl, don't be that person who is, um, happy with uh, satisfied with the with the way it is just try to improve try to get better and um yeah how older you get uh, the wiser the wiser you get so just just think about this what about a young player who's you know might be a very good young player or a parent of a young player relax Relax uh, to the parents. Uh, parent, relax and just let the let the kids play, um, and the and the kids just have fun, enjoy. Looking for a coach, looking for a team where we where we where you feel good, where you have a good atmosphere, where we, where you um, can love the game, and um, yeah, the rest will come from itself. And and the million dollar question finally is that who do you think is going to win the World Cup in the, uh, in Qatar? No, I noticed Germany hasn't come out of your mouth straight away. Yeah, because, because of this allocation, I would say Qatar's winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe I really don't know. Maybe I would. I would say Germany. Yes, I Germany. guess we will have a good team, and we will have a good team mood. Um, and this could help us. So, the German teams have been on a good um, on a good level at the mid season, and the World Cup will be at the mid season. Maybe this could be our advantage. Well, I'd wish you luck, but obviously, I'd, I'd rather England win. So we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we talk about it. Yeah, Oliver, thank you very much. Appreciate it. it's been fantastic. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Dynamic Ball Mastery Program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.